Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the revamped and new look Kevin McNaughton show. It's no longer crazy football. This is Super Kev Unscripted, and this is episode number one. Live and on the fly, as they say. So show is live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation, as as you know, is uh, home to many great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So give us a follow on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel and spread the word. And you can get the audio versions of every single show at the usual radio and plat- uh, podcast platforms. Uh, links to which are in the description. Super Kevin Scripted is unique and different to all our other shows. As in this series, we do not focus on one particular subject or just the guest's career. All the questions and topics are set by you, the people. Nothing off limits, no censors, no scripts to speak of. Joining me this for this series, as ever, is former Scotland international, ex-Aberdeen, Bolton, Cardiff City and many other clubs. 
It is super Kevin McNaughton. Welcome back, my friend. How are you? <laughs> yeah, it's good to be back, mate. It's been a wee while, isn't it? I know, and uh, obviously we had the, the, the crazy football series, which yeah. me and you absolutely loved, and people seemed to be enjoying it, but it was uh, we were having issues with the copyright of the clips, unfortunately, and it was becoming a massive effort <laughs> to upload it, and then I'd have to take out the clips and stuff. Very boring yeah. story, but so we decided we'd come up with something a bit different, and uh, uh, people enjoyed your unscripted and uncensored episode. So I thought, let's try something similar to that. Let's do yeah. it. Um, but the first thing I want to touch on, mate, is we saw recently Sergio Aguero uh, put his hands on a certain Sean Massey. He dared yeah. to touch his shoulder. And the outrage on social media and in the media was outrageous. It was appalling. Yeah, it, was appalling. It, was, it was shocking, mate. And uh, like I, I joked to Andy on uh, the Monday show, like I said, guy, can you imagine if Kev had flattened Sean Massey like he did... You know, back in the day, he'd have been finished. Like, and uh, you, when you when you saw that outrage, you must have sort of thought to yourself. Well, yeah, I got a few tweets, I got a few things, I got a few messages. Sort of brought it all back. It was like saying, every time anything happens or uh, any comments are made on Shan Massey, my name just gets gets dragged back up. So, yeah, yeah. It's even my would have been brutal, mate. You'd have been you'd have been cancelled. I think. My son seen that clip for the first time. He's in his YouTube and that now. He's he's eleven, <laughs> so he's getting. He was like, "Dad, I've seen you on the football funnies." He said, uh, "You ran, you ran into somebody." I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> he's, he's clocked onto that now. So yeah, I said that's one of my career highlights, son. Yeah, it's, uh, that's that, that was my favourite uh, favourite part of my career. That's is what it is, isn't it? I suppose that brutal question to start. Rob Boyle says, "Sigh." Who's your favourite co-host? The fox in the box or the silver fox? Um, I'm going to sit on the fence oh. and say what I really enjoyed was when, when me and me, Andy and Kev did a show all together. That was awesome. Obviously, Kev... very, very did, diplomatic. It was, yeah, I thought so. Kev stood in for Andy when uh, Andy's missus was having a baby. And, uh, and then the following week, he joined me and Andy as a guest. And uh, that was, it was fun. Good shit. Yeah. But uh, James says there, people always blowing shit out of proportion. Yeah, that is the way, and it is. So we've had a few questions already. Um, so what I'm going to do first of all is I'm going to go with the question. Uh, some people sent in some questions and topics. So to start us off, I'm going to go with, uh, someone asked us, can you name five all-time dinner guests or podcast guests, dead or alive, and why? Uh, so I'll let you do your five first, mate, and your reasons. Well, and then we'll kind of go from there. I've just gone for pure comedy value for all my guests, to be honest with you. It's not really... I'm guessing there'd be a wee bit of alcohol involved. Five, five page three so models. We did talk about that before we came live. Yeah. We said for a bit of crack, we could have just went for five page three yeah. models. Or, Should have. Uh, yeah, but I've gone with Jim Carrey, uh, Will Ferrell, Bill Murray, Richard Pryor and Frankie Boyle. Oof. <laughs> Frankie Boyle stands out in that crowd, doesn't he? As yeah, the, the well, common, comedy would be a bit different between all them. Well, it could cause a bit of friction, but friction, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was, uh, I wanted to get Frankie Boyle in mine, but there was other people who I wanted in before, and I had to drop a couple. Didn't even get Jim Morrison in there, uh, so I went for Al Capone, Eminem, 
Maradona, Bob Marley, and uh, Alex Ferguson and Roy Keane is a du duo. And I'm going to apply all five with alcohol and watch it implode. Yeah, it so could Maradona be brutal, might, couldn't it? Maradona might be ordering some other stuff. Well, yeah, you'd have to, Bob Marley would be bringing his uh, his, his <laughs> range of product. Maradona would bring his. Eminem would probably bring a bit of everything. Fergie and Roy Keane get some red wine in them. <clears> they either, <throat> either hug it out or fight. I'm not quite sure. Al Capone, Jesus, he'll be uh, yeah, he'll be supplying the alcohol. He was uh, in the Prohibition era, wasn't he? Giving yeah, all the uh, <laughs> liquor, but a bit like sorted, no problem at all there. Um, so yeah, people can vote on who's uh, who's who's t who's dinner guests would be more enjoyable. I think yours would be more. There'd be more laughs in yours. Oh, I think there'd be yeah. be a bit more bit of friction in mine, bit of arguing going on. Um, James Costley says his would be Ricky Gervais, Jim Jeffries, Bill Burr, Ronaldo and Eminem for him. It's a good shout, good shout. Eminem's a good one. He's got a lot of stories, and he? But like, um, Gervais was up there for me as well, actually. I, yeah, uh, I didn't think that's Got to pick five, wouldn't you? And like I say, I left out Jim Morrison, no Liam or Noel Gallagher. Noel Gallagher. I would have had, uh, I definitely would have had Liam in there if the list was longer. Um <laughs> What other questions did we get like along that line? So we had one, uh, someone said, who's the f most famous person you've ever met? Um, I met Joe Mangle from Neighbours once. That is awesome. Uh, yeah, that was Joe, Joe Mangle That's is incredible. First, I swear, I'm not somebody who goes and gets pictures with people, but when I seen him, I just thought, wow. That's made um, my day. I went and got a picture of him. <clears throat> so back in the day, I was supposed to go to Australia for a year with my mate and um, we had everything booked we had our visas I had taken out a loan to cover the year and stuff and uh, <coughs> I met my wife anyway so I ended up not going and um, while You're he was the out there yeah well straight away and it's she's just hot. come into the chat just in, just, in, just in time for you to say that thanks Kev <laughs> no, <she's, laughs> she, um, so when my friend was out in Australia, he walked into a bar and there was a band playing and he thought, oh, this is a good band, I quite like this, like, I had a few beers. And then he kind of looked up and it was Carl Kennedy's band, uh, Dr. Carl Kennedy from Neighbours. No, yeah. It was his band. That's incredible, isn't it? And I was just like, that is awesome. And uh, yeah, I missed that one. That would one have blown my mind, that would have. Yeah. I would have, would have, been, up, I would have been up the stage. It's, uh, it's a crazy one. I haven't um, I haven't met that many famous people like in person. <clears throat> I ran into uh, at the Mighty Boosh Festival. Uh, I met uh, Tubes from Soccer AM. Yeah. That was a bit random. No, I, like I went to the Wildcard Gym. You know the the boxing gym in LA that like Pacquiao and that trainer. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, met met Freddie Roach there and got some pictures with him and chatted about him. Um, uh, I think what else? Oh, same in LA. We just keep we get bumping into guys in LA. Um, we're at a nightclub. Somebody who won American Idol, a guy I can't remember his name. Um, like, I can't remember actually the guy's mm. name, but met just him. Full of, full of celebrities out just, there. Uh, like just, you were just bumping them left, right, centre. And they were just crowded. You say super careful. Obviously, super about, careful. Uh, getting headlocked and everything. It was just like whoa. They were offering their lives. <laughs> yeah, as sure. is tradition. But um, I will just clarify, by the way, so I don't get myself in trouble. Uh, 
I chose not to go to Australia, and uh, it was nothing oh. to do with my no, wife. No, not a chance. It's uh, just to just to make that clear. Uh, it wasn't her fault. I I chose not to go. Um, so we were in love, we were in early. Yeah, yeah, that's that spot was. On. Oh yeah, and I met Andy Campbell. Yeah, I've met oh, him. Well, that that there's there you go. There's, probably, there's if I'd have met Andy, I wouldn't have gone to Stewie either. No, there's not many not many bigger bigger legends than the the big man himself. Uh, well, we had another celebrity question. <clears throat> oh yeah, who's the most famous person in your phone contacts? Oof. Um, phone contacts. Prob. I don't know. I think Robbie Fowler. He'd probably be quite high profile, isn't he? Yeah, that's a good one. Why haven't you? Why haven't you passed that contact along then, Kev? Come on. Well, to be fair, that. I don't even know that number still exists. <laughs> You've been texting him for, since he was a teammate. He's never replied. He's I was going to say, the last time I caught that was, was when he was at Cardiff, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am. Um, might have changed his number since then. Yeah, I, most of my phone contact is footballers now. Mehmet Dalman, maybe. He's probably my most famous. <laughs> yeah, it depends, though. Like, I suppose. Yeah, like all like every footballer which has been on the channel at some point, I've got their numbers. But um, I'm trying to think, who else? Who else? Any pop stars? Ever met a pop star? Nah, I met Robbie Keane. I had his number, but then he, I remember messaging him, and he never replied. Either never he was replies. blanked. He was blanked, or um, I did so. I passed. I had an ex-teammate and then a stupidly while drunk passed his number on to a few of my friends who are fans of the club he started playing with so when that was a bad mistake yeah um, it's not, he was, a, it's not when, he was, when he had a bad game he was getting ulcers yeah you got to be careful loads of people have um, contacted or not loads but like some people have contacted me recently asking for people's numbers and stuff who've been on the show and I've been like oh, look can't yeah, be passing on people's number. Like that's not the nah. that's not the way. It's easily it's easily it's easily blocked. But yeah, it's it's not the den thing, is it? You don't pass people's nah. number on. Rob Boyle says you should phone Robbie Robbie Fowler live on the show. Can't you on your phone? You're filming. I'm actually on your using phone. my phone. Stephen Stephen Thompson, bit of a music star, big Stevo. Oh I know yeah, you're, uh, good friends with him. But uh, yeah, yeah Colin Griffith. People make Colin Griffith. Uh, yeah, I met a few Jay Bothroyd made met a few Cardiff players over the years, but um, yeah, not too bad, not too bad. So um, let's have a look at the questions before we move on to the next topic, which was sent in. Um, <coughs> what do we have? I saw someone asked you a, a football-related question. Uh, Gavin Randall said, "Who is the best player that you've ever played with?" Ever played with? Um... When I was younger, I, I, I think I've answered this before. It might be on, even on here. Um, mm. When I was younger, it was Ian Jess. Yes, Just yeah, you did. Coming, yeah, we yeah, talked about, I think about this um, during the middle part of my career. I think uh, there was there was quite a few good footballers. Obviously, I've got like you were blessed as well, when and, you played with Cardiff, dude. Like you oh, played yeah, with you some had, unbelievable players. Didn't yeah, you? you had like some wits, and you had. Uh, Alan Ramsey's and yeah, Wits Ramsey, Jay Bothroyd, obviously Bellamy towards the end of his career. 
obviously came. He wasn't obviously a winter. He was in his prime, but still. Was certainly, did a job, was, mate. Did yeah, a job. Certainly spells when he was playing. He was he was on he was a different level. Yeah, even Gary Bell, you would you would look at him and probably class see. Him. I thought he was good. Football. I did. Even mm. though I don't think he just suited. They just think he didn't suit the way we played. No. Probably look back. He could have probably if he'd have gone in and played centre half, maybe in a three or something like that. He maybe would have done a better job for Cardiff, but. Yeah, they played him a bit out of position, didn't they? And well, that was just—you know what? It was—it was for Chile. He was unbelievable at centre half. That's he ended up playing World Cup, and I think that's what got him his move to Inter Milan. Mm. Off the back of yeah, the centre half for Chile. Wasn't the World Cup was after his season with Cardiff, wasn't yeah. it? And he, um, yeah, you're he right. Was, he played he set the world alight. Playing centre half. He was very good. I thought he was a really good holding midfield player, and he just it just didn't work for him in Cardiff. I don't know whether he didn't settle. Uh, no, nah, I just I don't think he suited the way we played. Just did you mock kept... him like you mocked uh, Juan Carla and that's why he didn't settle? Is that is it nah, your fault? I just think he... I don't think he enjoyed the football and any. I think he found carbs. He started eating a lot of carbs. Put on a bit of weight. <laughs> he did get a bit big oh, towards did, the end, he did, didn't he? Uh, he was, um, enjoyed his... He must have been on the old uh, Tuesday two-for-ones. Yeah, yeah. Down Caroline Street, mate, on a Saturday night after football. Yeah, just uh, having the old kebabs or chicken curry and chips, mate. That's what it was. He did. He's, to be fair, he did. He sat a pack on a bit of beef, which mm. he he was adapting to the game, mate. That's what it was. That's, he was yeah. adapting to the game. He, he was living strengthen. a similar lifestyle as me. I think that's what it was. <laughs> just luckily, my genetics were not were slightly stronger than his. Yeah. Well, <laughs> goes without saying, <laughs> doesn't it? My Scottish genetics. <laughs> I mean, it. I maintain my skinniness. Scottish genetics are made for, for drinking and eating <laughs> like Welsh ones mate. So it's, you can pack away the alcohol and the, and the food nicely um, yes. what else have we got uh, James says what's your favourite memory in a Cardiff City shirt oh it was lots the, um, the first goal for Cardiff Herfeld FA Cup final and get, there was probably three they would say really poignant ones getting promoted mm. was, was that was just a special night but getting to pl- playing an FA Cup final in a, in a Cardiff shirt was unbelievable just I know that we played in the League Cup as well but FA Cup yeah FA Cup is something else even though I actually watched that game again quite recently um, it's just frustrating a, isn't oh, it? it's frustrating because I think that. we should have really we had a, a great chance to win it should have really did better but even the Liverpool game we should have won that in the oh, end because oh, like, Kenny Miller's you. chance right at the end I think oh. we talked about this before every time I see it it makes me just so frustrated because mm. like he's banged in goals like that for fun throughout his career mm. and then that one like just after we've equalised and he was just like oh. yeah, no, chance. I can't cry about that again um, interesting starting lineup for Cardiff this evening Glatzel starting and uh, and Kiefer more interesting, mm. but um, let's see. So we'll leave the questions just for a sec. Oh, I'm gonna have this one. This is a good one. Rob Boyle asks you who was the most overrated player you've ever played with. <sighs> Brutal. Overrated. That's a bit harsh. <clears throat> I don't know. Is there anybody? <laughs> I'm not. I wouldn't say he was overrated. I just there was a bit of money spent on. Was it the boy Luigi Lombard? Yeah, 
was a lot. There was a bit of money. I'm sure it was a bit of money. Spent yeah, on. yeah, it's, yeah. Did we? Did, we, did we spend a few? We spent a few quid on him, didn't we? I think so. He came and never played. They've obviously got. <laughs> don't really want to say it, but um, big Andreas. Yeah, he, he didn't get. See, I think um, I thought he was all right. People are harsh on him. I really do. I just because uh, it's not his fault. Somebody we paid that amount of money for him. I no. just think. I think he was just an up and coming player that. Just didn't settle. He got a bad injury early on, and then yeah, he, he just struggled. Didn't get many well, opportunities. No. But see, if you're if you're if I'm a manager, and I'm paying that amount of money for somebody. I'm I'm going to be at least starting. Well, that was it. He didn't really start, did he? And I think one of the issues for him is when you're that young, coming to a foreign country, you've got to you need to get like a run of games to settle, don't you? And I oh, don't feel like it. He, yeah, that, he never got time. like that run of games. He was always on the bench, and then he wouldn't come on, or he'd come on for two minutes, and then it's like, well, why? What? What a waste of money! But it's, I, I always felt like not what a waste of money because he was shite. I felt like what a waste of money if you're not going to play him. Yeah, Does that I'm, makes sense. If you see something in somebody, I'm sure he ended up at Atalanta, and he's he's sure got he a is. really, really good goal scoring record. I've yeah, heard, off the top of my head. Good CV. He's just it just an at Cardiff, but I just think you never really got much of a chance, even though. No, he gets slated because of his price tag. That's all, really. But he, he never really played, so you can't really judge him on his performances. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? I, I just look at now at his, uh, his goal-scoring record, because he's only 27 now. Um, so he played eight times for Cardiff in a season and didn't score. I think he did get injured at some point. Well, Before that, he scored... He scored 18 and 34 for Copenhagen. When he went back to Copenhagen then, after Cardiff, he scored 28 goals in 90-odd games. He scored a couple for Atlanta. Then he scored a couple for Bordeaux on loan. And then for Parma, where he is now, he scored 12 goals in 28 games. It's pretty good, there's mate, something, to be honest. There, there, in there, the there, Italian there, league I, I as well. I always thought there was someone there. I just think he got injured pretty early. and He never really got back to that injury quick. So... He wasn't training well then, so he wasn't getting games. And then just a snowball when you've not played for a while. Mm. It's not easy to just come back in the team and start playing. You've got yeah. to be given a wee chance. That's it. Craig just said that he scored quite a few Champions League. He's played yeah, quite a few I, Champions League games. I genuinely. Big goals. When his first few games in tra- uh, training, that, he was a bit rusty. And then I genuinely thought there was someone there. He hit a few. He, he smashed a few with his left peg. I was like, oh, there's, there's someone there at least. Mm. But, uh, but he never really got a chance. Cardiff are one nil up already, which is good. Yes. Um, and even he's he's like obviously plays for the Danish uh, first team. He's scored five goals at international level in 25, 26 games. So I mean, you know, there's clearly some in there. Like the Italian 100%. league is not the easiest of leagues to no, go and definitely not go and score goals. Like if you look at um, the likes of like Ashley Young and guys like that who've gone over there recently. You know they haven't been pulling up trees out there. I know Lukaku. Oh, it's a difficult league. It's like yeah. a difficult league for strikers as well. Mm, absolutely. Um, see if there was any more football-related questions before we we move. Uh, Gary Medal, I think that is uh, was in the team of the World Cup for that year. So. Yeah, that's what. Saying he was, he just looked a different player when he was playing centre half, and he did. He must have gone on a wee creepy diet um, before he went to the World Cup as well. Because he shifted a few pounds. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Jay asked. Um, he emailed and said, um, 
have you had any bad experiences with agents? And he followed that up with, or Nigerian princes and emails, have you ever been scammed or has anyone ever tried to con you? He, I, read it quite, I read it quick like that because he didn't use uh, commas, so it was like all... Just all big one. Um, nah, I've never had any bad experience with agents. Or Nigerian princes, was it? Yeah. Haven't actually met you. No. Um, do you ever had? Do you have unsolicited emails from Nigerian princes? I haven't. I don't think I've ever had one. I've I've seen them. Like I've, I don't think I've do ever you know received one. Quite recently, I was getting um, on my Instagram account. Been getting fake Angelina Jolly pages. They're just Co- obviously just you. they were just looking for money. They were just saying one was for Tracy who needed a kidney transplant. Um, Jesus. And another one wanted me to fund her movie with bitcoins. Well, but that's, it. that's what Angelina Jolie see would what, do, isn't it? She'd, see what you need to do with that, you, that. You need to turn it around on them. So they ask you what you do, and then you just go proper over the top. So the first thing I said I, I used I was was um, I owned my own animal sanctuary where we cared <clears> for animals that got injured playing sports. So. <laughs> <laughs> it just uh, just snowballed from there. So we had like some a horse that came in um, who did its medial ligament playing uh, polo. <laughs> um, had what else was that? There was <laughs> there was a cro- there was a baby crocodile called George that we brought in. He <laughs> pulled his hammy playing five aside. Right? Jesus! <laughs> so this just snowballed. Um, and then they sent you. They sent. Then they send you money, and that's what it was. Well, then they're after your money. So then it, that's when the, it goes a wee bit. They got me a bit angry at the woman. Yeah. Or guy. If, Could it, well, I'm going to say it was a guy. Yeah, most I, likely. I if think, it was Angelina, uh, I thought her, her language used was really quite graphic for early pomp, uh, early, um, <laughs> early, early stuff. If, um, <laughs> has anyone ever tried to con you or, or like rip yes. you off? So I got my eBay account hacked. Um, I just remember like it was, I think it was about eight hundred quid came out of my account. I went on my eBay account and I'd seen that I'd bought a drone that was being sent to somewhere in London. Um, so there was just a palaver. I tried to obviously uh, block all my cards and then thankfully got in touch with the company that was transporting it. I managed mm. to stop it before it reached there. I got sent back to the guy and then I got a refund. But I had to just, I had to just completely hassle lock down. It it's just a hassle actually, cancelling everything because you don't know what they've got into so had to just delete everything, start again. Yeah, it's, it's it's kind of scary, isn't it? In this day and age, like everything you do is like online and digital and yeah. on your devices and your laptops and your computers it's and just, stuff. So everybody's when, got a hold of your information. That's a problem. Yeah, it's a it's a weird one. That is. Um, Rob asked, uh, "What was Craig Bellamy like to be around?" Just a real. I don't know, the word to describe him, just really cheerful and he was always pleasant to everybody. Um, nah, what's he, he like what's he like in training? Does he like really, really expect like high standards all the time? That's the impression I get from yeah. him. Yeah. Like I just think like I said to you before, I think we spoke about him in 
I just think he just never had any filter. So if you had something on his mind, he was saying it. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't malicious. To, to me, he was always alright with me. I never had any problems with Craig. Craig was always fine with me. But I know I could see him rubbing up a few boys in the dressing room. Just mainly because of that reason. Just sometimes there was no need for him to say stuff, but he always felt like he had to get get everything out. So. Yeah, yeah. Even when there was all that stuff with um, John Terry, wasn't it, and Wayne Bridge, he, I always remember that interview he did after the Man City uh, Chelsea game on Sky. It was like they just asked him something about John Terry, and he went off on like this tangent saying, like, we all know what sort of person John Terry is, and like he he'll always give an honest opinion. Mm-hmm. I'd um, I would love to get him on like a podcast because I just think. I think he's very intelligent guy, like, and I think he knows. I think he's mellowed a bit with old age, like old yeah. age. But um, he also he'll always give an honest opinion, and I got a lot of respect for that. Like, I respect anyone who will give an honest opinion, yeah. even if they know that their opinion might rub people up the wrong way or it's against the general consensus. Because at the end of the day, mate, everyone's entitled to one. Everyone's entitled to an opinion, whether you like it or not. Yeah, to... like I didn't, I didn't mind that side. Just sometimes I just think he went over top with certain people, yeah. with guys who didn't, who went answer back it. sort of thing. Ah, so, the quiet ones, like yeah, so things like that. On his day, I mate, did... a phenomenal player in his. Oh, program. great! Yeah, great football. I think uh, I really like think he's one of the best forwards in Europe. Hmm. One of the most intelligent footballers I've played with in terms of always made the right decision in terms of his passing or. His final ball or his decisions for that that for me was the difference between being a half decent player and you know a great player was the, the decision making process and the execution yeah. it's always he was he was good at both i always remember when um, he was playing for man city when they played united and i think it was like four three it might be the day michael owen scored his first goal for united yeah. in I like the 95th so. minute Slots a couple i'll always days. remember um yeah Bell, I, mean, I think bellamy scored two maybe even three that day but there was one where he was one-on-one with Rio Ferdinand and he absolutely, he just ripped Rio Ferdinand to pieces. Like, he just outpaced him, out, outskilled him. Like, And Rio Ferdinand was in his absolute prime at that point. Like, I think he was coming, like, on the latter half of his sort of career, if you like. Mm-hmm. But, like, Rio Ferdinand, you know, he's pacey, one of the best defenders yeah. England's ever produced. Yeah, I know the goal you're talking Bellamy, about. Bellamy just made him look like a mug, like, yeah, yeah. You had that in his locker. Oh yeah, I don't. Um, uh, Real Ferdinand, mind, he's another one I would love to uh, love to have a little interview with. Like I think he's um, he's similar. I think he gives an honest opinion, and sometimes that rubs people up the wrong way. I think the only difference is the way he packages his opinions is different to say the way a Craig Bellamy or a Roy Keane package their opinions. Yeah. Like they package their opinions as this is the kind of like yeah I think this is how it is this is I'm right you're wrong sort of thing like I say I think it it wasn't that sort of when he was giving those sort of opinions or he was saying his peace of mind I I don't think that was what rubbed them guys up the wrong way I think it was just occasionally he would would go just a wee bit over over the top Mm. Uh, Gavin's there he said about the goal celebration when uh, just after a European Liverpool game, wasn't it? And he there'd been rumours that he'd threatened or attacked uh, Risa with a golf club, 
and then he's scored the <clears> next <throat> day for Liverpool in the whatever Champions League or whatever it was, Europa League, and uh, he's done the golf swing celebration, and like I don't know, like no one will ever know really exactly what happened because it's all innuendo and rumours and that, but I don't know. I like footballers to have a bit of a sense of humour when it comes to things like that are rumoured to have happened. Like when Wayne Rooney done that, um, when he got knocked out by, uh, oh, who was it? One of the... Yeah, <coughs> it was oh. Bardsley, Phil Bardsley. Was... Yeah, <clears throat> and they were drunk and they were messing about. And um... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, he got knocked out, didn't he? And then he scored and he did the celebration. Like, I like that. Like, people forget sometimes that just because they're Premier League footballers doesn't mean that they... You know, they love a social life as well. They, just, yeah, they like to have a beer with their mates and stuff. <sighs> like, I, like we were talking about the the second episode of Crazy Football, which we did, um, which obviously got taken down in the end because of the copyright thing. Um, yeah. But like, we had some wine, and um, if we'd been in the same room, we'd have, you know, we'd have been messing about and whatever, and you're know, entitled to do that. Yeah. But that just was a, because that was, if I'd caught you one minute. Yeah, I'd have been down, down oh, to the camp. Gone, I'd have, yeah, I'd have, gone I'd have, it wouldn't have been a golf club, though. I'd have cracked you with my walking stick. So. <laughs> yeah, I'd have been down <clears throat> I do. Um, James says, who is the most uh, nice, humble, down-to-earth teammates, in your opinion, during your time at the best club in the world? Oh, quite a few guys. Plenty, actually. Um, good likes of... Don Cowie was like that, just a, you know... Very nice down earth guy, um, really top pro as well. Guys like Ricky Skimmaker as well, you know, just really guys you would sort of look up to. Um, suck. Top level a lot of guys. guys yeah, there was, there was, there, to be honest with you, I never, there weren't many people that came through Cardiff that I thought, you know, were total legs. There's a lot well, of guys enough, who maybe. Gaz has asked, uh, he says, he always asks this question, mind. He says, "Who uh, who's the biggest dickhead that you've ever met in football and why? Is there anyone who you've ever met which has like really rubbed you up the wrong way? Nah, not really. Obviously, you, you mentioned the guy, uh, Juan Carlos, but I, really, I just didn't think he got my sense of humour. I really took offence yeah. to So a lot of people, there's been a few people who said, oh, you and Juan. I was like, listen, I... I quite like one. I just thought probably wound him up a bit too much. So obviously, if you wore a rugby top, it was a horrendous rugby top. And if you take stuff into the changing room, you're you're at the mercy of the you know people. Yeah. Just, oh, the, the amount of stuff I had stuff glued on the roof, and yeah, but I brought a pair of trainers once, and and somebody glued them to the ceiling, uh, Aber- <laughs> the Aberdeen, because they were that bad. So you've just got to, got to roll with the punches in the dressing room. Yeah, it's, um, it's well, for me. It's, if somebody um, if somebody starts really take, like proper yeah, losing the plot, becomes, them, then they, they become a bit more of a target. I just I used to laugh things off, and, and you never got touched again. 
Um, as soon as you start like losing the plot, I just uh, well, he did. He, he was not happy. He wasn't happy with me um, slagging his rugby talk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we talked about this before, didn't we? It's, yeah. um, it's a weird one, isn't it? It's but he's probably not from that environment. He's been Spanish, obviously. It's different, mate. A different lifestyle. Yeah. Different, uh, just See, different. The Scottish, the Scotland, the Scottish dressing room was worse for him, um, especially at younger age. No, oh, just you couldn't get away with anything. Your clothes, anything. You had. To, I ended up just buying loads of black tracksuits. Just honestly, you just couldn't fit in. Oh, just honestly, <laughs> just white trainers, black tracksuits, worn them every single day. I am. Um, I think I said to you when we talked about this initially the Juan Carla thing like one of the most brutal changing room environments I've ever been in was cricket ones when I was like 15, 16 I used to play men's cricket and it was just non-stop and if you if people got their hair off with like someone taking the mick out of you for you know whatever a pink like a bright pink shirt or bright green shirt something whatever it may be and if you, that person got their sort of knickers in a twist, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. it was worse. Because oh, then they, would, just, they yeah. would target him. Like, it was brutal, mate. Um, I think, uh, like, over the years, I would imagine dressing room, that sort of thing's probably calmed down a little bit. From yeah, like, like, when you look back at, like, the oh, late 100%. 80s, early 90s, like, and you used to see, like, Wimbledon, doing all sorts of stuff to Sam and man and it makes me wonder if they were showing that on TV like what's the stuff they weren't showing yeah. on TV do you know what I mean like putting like no deep heat in jock straps and god knows what yeah that's another Which, one um, obviously you oh there you are Johnny asks who's the biggest joker that you've played with who was the um, who was the one for, for messing about and banter Paul Quinn was up Paul Quinn Paul Quinn was up there Legendary, legendary was, sense was, of humour. Oh, he was up there. Like he was. Was he? Was that like Mickey taking, or was that like oh, practical yeah. jokes? So quick, it's just so quick, and he did just the yeah. He used to like playing a few practical jokes. It was it was him. At, uh, remember when we were talking about the fire extinguisher? Yeah, went into yeah. Tom Heaton's room with a fire extinguisher. Um, and it turned out it was the sand one. It just the whole room was destroyed. And on that trip, I'm sure we were in a <laughs> sure we were in a night <laughs> sure we were in a nightclub. Uh, no, we're actually at a white party down by the beach. Um, and there was those, you know, the bouncy castles that are out on the water. You know the yeah, inflatables. Yeah, yeah. We stripped off naked and swam it. Went out there, <laughs> started doing star jumps. And bearing in mind, there's a big white party with about two hundred people on the beach. He's just out there, just giving it. <laughs> Legendary. I love it. Bollock <laughs> naked. Um, yeah, so it's good. Yeah, but Paul, it's, um, Connie, Connie was brilliant. I, he was my roommate. Connie yeah. was my roommate. So Connie was, yeah, Connie was a nightmare as well, because he used to take Zopaclone, take like a sleeping tablet before, night before a game. But yeah. I would just try and go to sleep. He'd put a film on and then take one of these tablets. <laughs> I'd have to, every every night. I was like, "Am I going to need to get up and switch this TV off because you're fucking snoring?" Yeah. He'd, he'd just, he'd, oh, I'm going to watch a movie. I will watch it this time. I was like, "All right, okay." <laughs> Five minutes into it, just yeah. He's <sighs> gone, and you'd have to get up. I got up. I got up. It's fun. They um. 
Paul, he sounds like that, that sort of person who's so quick and so witty. The worst thing you can do is have a couple of beers. And I say this from personal experience. But, like, the worst thing you can do is have a couple of beers and be in, like, a pub or something. And think that you can get one over on them. No, like, can't. with a quick comment. And I did, there was a guy, he was called Simon as well. And I, I love him to death. He's a cool dude, like, back in the day. And um, I'd had a few beers and I thought, oh, I, I don't know, I took... You know, said something, just taking a piss. And because I was drunk, he would say something back, everyone would laugh, and then that would annoy me then because he was winning. So I would say, I, and I kept going and going and going, and he was just so quick. He was just every time, just bump, bump, bump. Yeah, he didn't get that sort of thing. Learned a lesson, learned a lesson that day. Um, yeah, because it was funny. Uh, so James Costey says, I'm sure there was a bit in a City match programme where Paul Quinn said that he hated David Marshall. Do you know what? Um, <laughs> Marcy used to, um, there was a few players that lived in the same sort of area. I think it was up beside Rubina somewhere. And uh, <laughs> Quinn used to say, oh, he's all got the same, oh, he's all have like little parties in your, in your houses, you all come together and they used to call it they used to call it creepy lanes. They used to go uh, <laughs> Marcy and the rest of them climbs up in creepy lane. <laughs> they're, all, they're all in swinging parties and stuff. So to, him and Marcy used to have a bit of banter about that. So uh, any <laughs> any sort of interview in that, I think uh, Connie used to say, oh, "I hate David Marshall." <laughs> yeah, him up in creepy Classic. lane. Classic. That's that Scottish contingent though in Cardiff for that in that era. I really think. You could tell that there was just this really good, close knit team spirit, and I think that helped with the success on the pitch. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. The thing is, under Dave, we had them. Um, our preseason trips were they were like bonding sessions as well. So a lot yeah. of boys, you know, we had a few beers as well on these trips. I think that's. And we always start the season on fire. Yes. Under, under Dave, I'd, I'd love to see Dave's record in the first couple of months of the season. Yeah, it was, always the, it was always the last couple of games where he fell short, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, it was just usually, no, it was actually just before Christmas and then we had another mm. spell towards the end of the season as well. Um, to see, but just tail off. But Yeah. Um, nah, that was some, um, we had a great dressing room. All, all, a lot of the dressing rooms, it was only really, the only dressing room I really, I struggled because I, I obviously went away on, on loan to, Bolton mm. and when I came back it was a sort of different I felt like for me it felt like a bit of a different vibe but um, in the well, um, that was only different so when I you thought. came back Malky was in in charge then wasn't he was he Malky was... was in charge for about two days when I came back from Bolton oh, alright yeah. and then he's gone then he got sacked um, so did you like when you heard that Malky Mackay was coming in Obviously, a fellow Scotsman, you'd know Cardiff had a good Scottish contingent. Did you mm -hmm. feel like you know that was going to be a, a good, you know, for the team, for the career, everything? You know, did that yeah. feel positive? Obviously, he came in and things happened. But like when you first found out he was taking over, were you excited by the prospect? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Always, never ever judge anybody before I've met them or yeah. anything like that. So. Just what was he, what was he like, Malky? Because the fans loved him, you know, up until maybe obviously the end things went a bit 
thing but generally the fans loved him didn't they they were waiting for that fist pump at the end of the day and end of the game or whatever and but I always got the impression that some of the players maybe didn't like him yeah that's probably true certainly certain players he's quite dour Scottish he, accent there you go he was I just think he was um, the word to use prick nah not even that it was just <laughs> he was um, he was sort of dic- no it was a bit more like it was a bit dictate it was almost like a dictatorship you know like when yeah. everybody we had loads of people running about going mad and he was do as I say not do yeah, as I do so I think that rubbed, that's rubbed people up the wrong way. Some boys up the wrong way. For me, I, I just felt that I never... There wasn't one of his players, so I always felt it was peeing at the wind, even when it was, it was doing all right. It was just a case of wait for me to have a bad game and I was going to get yeah. destroyed sort of thing. Just didn't fancy so, you, like... Nah, which is fair enough. It was just hard because, obviously, um, after my first year, I played about 40-odd games, 47 games or something under him, or I don't know, something like that, 40-odd games. And I went, obviously went in to go and get in, just to speak to him about getting a new contract. So mm. I went in my last year, I always get my contract done. Um, I didn't, it was, a, it was weird, I didn't really like going into my last year. Um, but I just wanted to get it done. Yeah, it felt like it, some things it, like. Yeah, just always felt like it affected us either on the pitch. So just always felt like, you know, just get this done and try and get signed with Cardiff again so mm. I remember okay. going in to see him and he, and he said this, no we need to wait till Christmas because we're not sorting out any of the contracts yet and then literally two days later two lads signed contract extensions that already had a year and a half sort of thing so yeah. did you feel like that was telling you all you needed to know did you yeah it was you know what if you had just said listen we're not 100% we're going to give you a deal yeah. Then that was at the, least you know where you stand then yeah you know, you know where you're standing I, I could actually start thinking about well maybe a future's elsewhere so I could start either yeah, especially when you've got know. a family and stuff isn't it? Yeah, like, you want to know what thing, you're doing yeah, 100%. so if you've got to move you've got to move like, but... yeah 100% I actually um, I went out of contract basically mm. at the end of the season I, never, yeah, I, never I was going to say did so... you go on free or did they did, nah, nah, they, they offered a year they offered us a year so it was the case of. I always think a year contract in football these days is it's useless. Not, it's not. It's pointless, it's not, isn't it? No, it's not. Um, and it's like, like for me and the family at the time. Was, uh, I was thinking to myself, I'm signing a year here, and I'm probably not going to play. Um, there was options elsewhere. I, I, I just thought, you know what? I'll try and have a crack with Cardiff because obviously, I spent that long there that it was the season we got promoted. So yeah, fuck, just want to have so, a crack, you know. I've, Felt, I felt, I felt, but sick of it. I was like, yeah, like I felt if, sad if the way you left Cardiff after all the service you'd given us. I felt nah, like but, you deserved uh, to go out. It was like, uh, nicer, I suppose is the word. But uh, it's, so I'm not saying they owed you anything, but and I know it's football. But nah, the thing like, was, um, there was a new manager who I'd never worked under as well. I think it was Russell Slade when. Who actually released me, so you were probably getting paid too much then, mate. If, if, when Russell yeah. Slade came in, you if you were on like over oh, was it five hundred quid a week, you had to go. Was it? Yeah. No, I, was, I went in to see him, and he, he was fine with me. He just said, obviously, yeah, I've not seen you play or anything like that. I've, I've brought my own players in. So I was like, it's fine. You've got no at issues you with know, that. At, didn't it? at least you knew where you stood. Oh, well, yeah, it's so fine. It's fine. I'm just under, obviously, just. Ah, I found out I remember I think I told you as well I found out I got dropped um, 
and through somebody else. Yeah, that's no way. Yeah, that's sort of things, yeah. things like that. We things like that, but I never made a fuss about it. I didn't feel, mm. feel the need to. Yeah. So, like, my thing with Malky from a fan's point of view is, I at the time, I really liked him. I had a lot of respect for him for what he had done for the club because he had finally kind of got us over the line. Um, what I didn't like was the way the club kind of... he had ne- Under Malky Mackay, we were never in the relegation zone uh, yeah. in the Premier League. So in my eyes, for a club coming up, there's no way he should have been sacked. Now, obviously, no, things come sure. out afterwards and whatever. Yeah, but for me, like, the, on the pitch, if you're just looking at it from that point of view, I felt like it was a... <clears throat> a, stupid, a stupid decision. They should have left it to the end of the season. Yeah, um, 100%. And I think, I think they it might have been. No, it is. I think they'd maybe, because their relationship was so poor, I think they'd maybe been um, sort of grooming Solskjaer to come in anyway. Um, yeah, that's a, you could tell a that um, Mr. Tan was well up for that, can you? Like, ex Man yeah. United manager, yeah. uh, ex Man United player, legend of the game, etc., etc. Um, Craig says uh, that he was talking to a mate yesterday. Uh, he can't remember Cardiff not having Scottish players in the league in the team until recently. Do you think we they miss that passion in the in and around the squad? Yeah, I think so. It was, it's just but I think it's also um, for me. It I also think though changing. you guys brought. Sorry to interrupt you, mate. I also think you guys that Scottish contingent which was there when you were in your pomp, if you like, at Cardiff. Um, brought a lot more than passion. Like you know, there was um, some real quality quality there as well. Not, not that Craig is saying that. I just mean, like oh. generally, as uh, that group of players was full of quality. But yeah, yeah sorry, I interrupted you there. No, no, I'm just saying similar. I was just there was obviously like seeing you guys like the Cormac and you know the quality you showed and certainly quality. But I think. The, I just felt like I, I always when I went came down I always felt like I suited the league in terms of the championship style and things like that it was kind of rub, to be quite robust and you had to you know get yourself in the mug to it I think a lot of Scottish players are a bit like that yeah 100% <clears throat> uh, Gavin says uh, sorry Al says uh, hey guys question for Kev how would you feel if Rangers and Celtic joined the Premier League and what is the difference between English football and Scottish football how would I feel? <clears throat> I wouldn't really care less because I'm a Dundee fan, but um, <clears throat> if they go, they go. It's just just give somebody else another opportunity to, to go and win the league because really, they've got the monopoly on the league you know, yeah. in terms of resources and stuff. It's really difficult. You've got Aberdeen knocking on the door, but realistically, unless somebody comes in and invests a wee bit more money, they get a wee bit of luck. Um, they're not really going to challenge for the league. I um, my my thing is right. I've got no problem with uh, Celtic and Rangers <clears> joining <throat> the English football pyramid. Not a problem at all. What I have said consistently is they absolutely do not deserve to go straight into the Championship or the Premier League. If they want to make that jump, they have to start. You've got to start. Above. In my opinion, they've got to start in the non-league. Yeah. Even if it's the one directly below League Two, I understand them starting somewhere by there. I don't think it's fair for them to start any higher than that. Like I just, you've I got just, other clubs, I just that'll never happen. I don't think it will. In our day, I think the closest we might get if they re once COVID and everything's out of the way, I do think there's a chance they revamp the League Cup 
and make it like a yeah, maybe. home nations type thing, which I think could be quite interesting. That could be all right. Yeah. Um, but I just think I think like big clubs will not be up for that, and they'll especially English clubs. They'll just be like, we send the kids. Yeah. Hundred um, percent. Gavin said uh, he thinks that if Malky didn't get sacked, he would have kept us in the Premier League. Tan didn't like the fact that he was more popular than the fans. Um, I think there may be an aspect of that to it. I do, um, but I also believe that there was stuff. There, look, I don't really want to go into all the text messages and stuff like that. But the fact those text messages were sent and said is probably means that they, it was probably a sackable offence and they weren't very, you know, they're not politically correct and it, they were racist at the end of the day. Um, mm. My point would be is the only reason they found those taxes is because they went looking for a reason to sack him. Now, should have been sacked for it? Yeah, probably. But equally, they were looking for a reason. They would have found mm-hmm. another reason if they, if they hadn't given him one at the end of the day. Um, it is what it is. Uh, right. Um, let me see where. Yeah. So, um, sorry, Craig was just saying that hey, we've had dependable Scots in our team constantly, and we don't Oof. have that now. Uh, Rob Boyle asks, "What's your thoughts on Christian? I don't know if I'm going to pronounce his uh, name <coughs> right. I think it's Joyage, uh who plays for Hibern- Hibernian. Yeah." He's a Welsh what, player, uh, Do you think he should be? Yeah, he is. Do you think he should be in the Welsh team? I thought he should be in the squad today. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, but, I just think. I really, yeah, I really think he should have been in the squad today. I just think. Got to be honest. Guys, guys um, on form, guys on form should come in. This, always come in this, a squad, just because they, they sometimes they're they're riding a crest of a wave. Um, Wales are lacking whether they, goal scorers, whether, striker I think, as well. I think whether they they're going to stay in their Permanently, maybe not. But while they're on them. form, why not bring them in? Yeah. Why not bring them in while they're on form? Give them spot a chance. On. Yeah, spot on, mate. I, I completely agree. I think he should be should have been in the squad. And I think Wales need a goal scorer at the moment. Um, Kiefer Moore's not prolific. Gareth Bale's coming back from like a long term not playing. Mm. Um, Daniel James is out of form. So they do need someone who's bang in form, who's going to take that confidence into the games. Yeah, um, so I was a bit surprised to see him omitted. Um, back to oh, back to the topics and questions which were sent in. Uh, we had music. What sort of music are you into, Kevin McNaughton? Um, sort of indie type of yeah, old okay. school nineties sort of stuff. You know, Oasis, Social Court scene. Um, Dodgy cast, Stone Roses, Stone Roses, kind of that. That's the stuff I sort of listen to. So we've um, and the newer stuff's probably Catfish and the Bootleman and stuff like that. And yeah, nice. So if I gave you a choice and you had to pick one out of Oasis, Stone Roses, and the Beatles, which way would you go? I'd say Oasis just because so much good stuff. Just, just so many. I think I love I love the Stone Roses stuff, but. Just feel that Oasis probably timeless in it. Yeah, and they've just they've banged out like song after song after song after song, which is just yeah. catchy and like uh, the Beatles. Obviously, they're legendary, but it was never really. I was never really a big I, massive Beatles fan. It's not something I would whack on anyway. 
No. I've never been that massive into the Beatles, really. There's a couple of songs I like, but they're not really my, mm-hmm. yeah. my go-to. Yeah, that's the same as me. Um, what's the best gig you've ever been to? Best gig? Um... So while you what's it, well, while you think I'll say mine, I got like, um, I, I went to see Jamiroquai in the CIA. Uh, I thought they, they they were superb, and I saw the Australian Doors, which is like a Doors cover band in um, Cardiff University, uh, and they were really good because the guy who was like the fake Jim Morrison, mm-hmm. like lived his life as Jim Morrison basically, like he looked like him, he dressed like him, he spoke like him. It was really, really good, um, and yeah, they were the, they're the two. I saw Oasis, and they Oasis were good, Oasis in the CIA, and they were um, on before them was James, which is a great '90s band for those '90s music lovers, and that was a great gig because I would have paid to, to see James, James uh, on their James own, good, like, yeah, um, cast as well. I saw which was right. good. I've only uh, ever been to one festival. Oasis. Oasis, and I've seen Ocean Colour, seen the scene. A couple of times, um, I seen a Stone Roses tribute band in Dundee. They were brilliant, honestly. Just the guy was spot on as um, mm. just all the mannerisms and everything of uh, Ian Brown. It's good. Oh, do you know Stone Roses is a weird one for me. Like um, I, at my age, like when I was old enough to sort of go to a gig, the Stone Roses had just split up, and mm. I was banging into them, and then. Like I for years and years, I was like would bemoan the fact that I could never see the Stone Roses live. I seen I saw Ian Brown a few times, and um, like Ian Brown live, what it was when he released his first single, like his first album as a single star, um, mm-hmm. which was a pretty good album. Like and um, like he wasn't very good live, but like about twenty minutes in, I just decided, yeah, this isn't going to be very like good in terms of like sound quality and and singing ability but as yeah. an experience this is about as close as you're going to get to to seeing the stone roses so i just went down the front and just loved it and it was awesome then yeah. he started he played a few roses songs at the end and then they got back together and my brother got me a ticket to see him in manchester and i didn't go and i can't, I can't remember why i didn't go it might have been like a health related thing I think so it was because your wife, your wife told you not well, to go. I do what I'm told. You're not going to Australia and you're not going <laughs> to this gig, okay? <laughs> okay. That's what she said. said. Get the tea on as well. Getting me in trouble, you are, aren't you? Get the Jesus tea on as well Christ. while you're at it. Ruin me, man. <laughs> but um, no, I, I, I think it was like obviously I got a few health problems anyway. I think it was something like that. So I've missed the boat twice with them because it doesn't look yeah. like they're going to do any more gigs. Which is devastating for a lifelong fan. Um, have you? What's your? Have you been to any festivals? What festivals would you recommend? Uh, I've not really. No, just can't. I've only ever been to the Mighty Boosh Festival. That was it. That was see, good. See, whenever the festivals were on, was during the season, so yeah. And then she couldn't go, man. Just yeah, I did think about going. But a few of them. If you had, if you could pick one to go to, what, which one would you? I wanted to go, go to tea in the park. I wanted to go tea in the park, um, but apparently it's a bit, it's a bit dodgy now. Yeah, I was going to say the last couple of years haven't there been like loads of stabbings and stuff yeah, like. it's, you've just got to watch yourself. Unbelievable. Think, so. What? Um, 
If I gave you the choice to go to Coachella or Glastonbury, which one would you pick? Uh, Glastonbury, I would say. I've just, I, I don't even know anything about Coachella. Is that in, no, I don't is that in LA? It's in America, yeah. yeah I think so it's better. LA. It. Um, so, just before we move on to our final subject, um, Rob Boyle says, sorry to drop a tone, but uh, sad news about the ex-Hearts boy today. Um, I don't know anything about that, so if you want to fill me in, then I'm happy to no, kind just, of I, discuss I, it. I don't um, really know much, too much about it, obviously. I, I just, from what I've seen, was a brief illness or... That's all I seen. That was all it said in the news. I never read up too much about it. I didn't really know much about the boy. Obviously, who was it? Play, uh, Bobby Burns, is it? No, it's a foreign lad. Oh, right, okay. Um, I don't know. So I uh, forget his name. I don't want to kind of say the wrong thing. Uh, I don't know the situation. I don't know who it is. Um, yeah, set, I'm sure he's thirty six. Ah, oh, right, okay. Gosh, young isn't it? Jesus, I'm thirty nine on Wednesday next Wednesday and uh, I feel old but yeah it's um, sad mate sad such a young age to go um, so condolences to uh, to to him and his uh, his his loved ones yeah, 100%. Um, so during the Kev McNaughton's crazy football we okay. uh, we would finish up we do a top 10 list where we'd look at we did top 10 dives didn't we in episode one where we looked at some of the worst we'd so we just pick a compilation on youtube and we'd pause it and stop it and and we'd give our analysis of these things uh in in a fun way so uh, someone asked us to uh do a list of best halloween films top 10 and kind of argue it out um but you don't really watch like Halloween films I don't I hate Halloween and Bonfire and I, I'm not a big so, fan of it either and someone else asked us for our top five favourite films so what we decided is we're gonna um, make a top five list of the best films ever made and we'll kind of argue it out for what we think should be in that number one slot um, but before we do that <clears throat> a, couple of, a couple of questions on films which had sent in was uh, what's the best best book that had been has been turned into a film the best book that's been turned yeah. into a film I think like Harry Potter's got to be up there isn't it whether it's your cup of tea or not just the sheer yeah it was never level that it got to yeah that's probably um, that is, that's obviously in terms of box right office there, you would it? say that wouldn't you but was um, not the what about like James, any James, Steve, James, Stephen James Bond? James, 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 James Bond, Bond was books, yeah. Most, yeah. I think most of go. them are. They're they're all, Shawshank, yeah. Shawshank Redemption, Forrest Gump. Uh, James says there, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Some, to be fair, you know, lots of big Rings, films, isn't it? Massive. Um, one up. You know, I like. Um, oh, there's a Stephen King. Um, I'm not a massive Stephen King fan, but there's one of his series which I really liked. TV series rather than a film. Uh, I think it's Haven. I really liked, which was a book before, and um, I even liked. The, I, I liked the book of the Dome, which is by Stephen King. Yeah. But the thought the series didn't. Yeah, they didn't. The I hate it, didn't it when that happens, mate. Hate it. Where there's nothing worse than getting into a TV series and then getting cancelled. Um, do you do you ever watch Alcatraz, the TV series? It was very similar to like it had very similar actors to Lost and it came out not long after it 
um, it was incredible and it was on for one series and it got cancelled mate and I was so I'm still quite uh, quite put out for it so basically the premise was these prisoners who were in Alcatraz in like when it was um, whatever year you know, 70s 80s whatever mm -hmm. when it was there before it got closed were turning up in present day um, oh I think I see and, that but and they just they ended it after first series I think they should have a rule whereby if you make a TV series which gets you know taken for a full season if it gets cancelled they should have to make like a a one-off episode just to tie up all the stories uh, yeah like just to do the service to the fans like because like Craig Some says there, I've watched, I've watched a few Alcatraz was quality but there's been a few over the years which have been cancelled and oh, I've been like bang into them uh, what about like heroes did heroes not get stopped heroes they, well they brought that back didn't they um, re like fairly recently in the last couple of years um, heroes see, it's, um, see what this, the worst is when they do like three and then they just go you know what this is rubbish we're burning it yeah, it's like you're, you're, you're invested you're, after three yeah, years. You're, you're, you're knee deep in, in stories, aren't you? This is, do you know what annoyed me? Did you ever watch Lost? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I was a fanatic. One thing that annoys me is bad endings to massive, like, long stories. That, oh, that killed me. I was, at the end but, of that, I just want to smash up the TV. See, my thing with that, um, I didn't mind the ending. What I didn't like is that at the end of season one, the writer did an interview and said that the island is not purgatory. And then they did like five more seasons, keeping people invested in making it really confusing and people were loving it. And then the very last episode, it was purgatory all along. And I felt like I wasted my whole investment into that series because it's what I thought it was in the first series. But you told me that wasn't the case, so I've just speculated yeah. for five, six series, and it was the it was thing I thought like it was so. in the first place. Like the things that were annoying me were like there was little subtle things, like see, there was a shark that had a, a sticker on its tail. There was um, do you know what the smoke monster, even like the smoky thing that yeah. was flying about that thing, smoke that monster. Yeah, just a lot of things that just did not explain it good I enough. Guarantee. That that will be revamped, uh, rebooted in the next couple of years. Like, I hundred percent. Cardiff City two 0 up at half time. Uh, what about MCU Marvel? Your Marvel fan mate? Yeah, like a bit Marvel. What uh, What did you think of the ending to the Infinity War time kind of uh, saga of like twenty three films? Did you watch? Have you watched every single one? Every single. One of the Marvel, Marvel film. film, yeah, and like, or do you just watch the Avengers ones? Yeah, in and out, kind of watch. I missed a few of them. You talking about Avenger Wars? Uh, the, sorry, yeah, the like so the ones which end, yeah, so yeah, Yo. basically that story, like the old Snapperoony. Yeah, that was good. I quite liked them. I thought, well, I, thought I like see the darker, See the darker the sort of they go down. That's like why I started liking the Batman's again when they started getting a bit darker and you know. Yeah, yeah. Start, stuff like well, that. Like, Endgame and Infinity War are two of my favourite films. Like, and I remember watching Infinity War in the cinema with my missus, and it was just like the ending just sucked the wind out of everyone in the theatre. Everyone was so pumped to watch this film in the cinema the day it's come out. 
and then at the end like a load of people died of like main characters and of yeah. course you've got to wait another, at least another year to find out where the story yeah. goes I enjoyed and that I just think, yeah it was phenomenal um, alright so top 5 best films of all time so not necessarily favourites best films of all time alright I've, I've, I've gone for favourites so I'll need to alright okay to on, do your 5 do, we'll do favourites then go on and we'll, we'll mix it so what have you got as your top 5 favourite films I've got Shawshank. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber. Classic. Uh, Braveheart. The Put Inception, and I've, I've gone blank. I don't know why I've gone blank. I must have thought I'd written them five, but I've only written them four. Someone else in there. I like so, the sci fi. I do like the sci fi, so I'm just thinking of a good sci fi. I'll throw one out then. Um, the Matrix, the first oh, one. Oh, yes. There Absolute classic. Because back that was in those another days, one. see the last one. The last one, you're like, oh, could have done yeah. that. Yeah, well, the first one, right, is one of the, in my opinion, is one of the best films, sci-fi yeah, films ever made. One of the best films ever. In those days, you didn't know, or you didn't have internet and stuff to to spoil know, stuff, or yeah. to even, I'd, I'd not not even seen like a proper trailer. So, I started watching this film with Keanu Reeves, and and then all of a sudden, <clears throat> it takes this wild twist into like a simulation when he when the, oh. they saw up his mouth in the interrogation room and it's like wow what, and it what was just phenomenal mate um so my five are the matrix inception the gentleman thought that was phenomenal gentleman. Um, i don't think i've seen that that's uh guy ritchie's newest film came out last year or this year i've not seen um, that Really, really enjoyed that, and I'm not the biggest Guy Ritchie fan actually. Uh, my wife says Spice World. Yeah, so that's not making the list. Unfortunately, that's that's not even making the top fifty. I've got to be honest. That's getting that one's getting sent to Australia. That one, uh, The Godfather. Yes. Although, so as much that. as I think the Godfather trilogy is an absolute classic, uh, I prefer Good Goodfellas. Oh, Goodfellas as well. Uh, I'd say the same. I think Godfather can be a wee bit long-winded, no? Yeah, it's quite, it's, you know, it's good, but you're kind of there's times in it you're like, right, come on, let's crack on a bit, guys. Yeah, yeah, move it along. Like, uh, yeah. what else we got? Gladiator is a good one, although it's not in oh, my top five favourites. That's got to be in top ten, though, surely. Yeah, I'd say I put that in the top ten. And um, good for us. What else we got? So then, oh, see, this is a, this is like a bit of a a wild card one. I liked Groundhog Day. I thought it was a great film. Classic, mate. Classic. I, and I'm all for the no, classics, no, what, mate. No, no, Caddyshack. Never seen that. You've not seen Caddyshack? Oh, no. what a film. What a film. Dumb and Dumb is one of my favourite comedy films of all time. Oh, Caddyshack's um, up there. That is up there. Let's have a think. What else we got? I'm trying to think. I've got, like, I normally got a good list of my favourite films. Like, Do you like I Step like Brothers? all I, uh, Step Brothers quality as well. And that's the thing. It's just like... It's different films, and if it, like you yeah. got your comedies just, and your horrors and and stuff like that. Um, any horror films which like kind of stand out for you? Silence of the Lambs, I think. If, oh, I don't yes. know if you class that as yes. a horror, but Silence of the Lambs is one of the the great true greats for me. Yeah, I watched a film called The Grudge. I didn't when I was young. Well, I was say younger, I was a bit younger than I am now, but I didn't. I just there was a wee there was a wee Japanese kid in it. I just oh, oh I tell you what. The Bone Collector. Yeah, that's a good. Absolute film. phenomenal. Um, What's. Oh, there's another one that's not bad. I think the Hannibal ones are 
they're okay. They're not as good as. I like the size of the land. I thought I prefer. I like the Hannibal TV series actually. That's another series which got finished, but I think they're bringing it back next year on Netflix. Yeah, that's the rumor. Is that when the detective guy in? Yeah, um, I forget. He's got that uh, uh, Scandinavian actor, isn't it? Miles Mickelson. He's a very good actor. Uh, So we got a couple of suggestions from people in the chat. You got James Costley says Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, uh, Die Hard, uh, Jackie Chan movies, Dawn of the Dead. Um, Yeah, Die Hard One is a quality. James, uh, The Untouchables, The Longest Hour. Um, I like films with like a twist. Uh, what's that one with Kevin Spacey where it's got a massive twist at the end? Um, oh, Kaiser Sosa. Usual suspects. Ah, that's going in there in the list. 100%. Right, we're going to have to start whittling this list down for a top ten. So, um, is there any films where you are absolute nailed on? They have to go in the top ten. Like for me, Matrix Shawshank. and Inception, Shawshank. Brief has so, to go in there. I'm not going to put them in order at the moment. I'm just going to put the ones which are absolutely nailed on. So we've got nailed on. We've got Matrix, Inception, Shawshank, and Braveheart. And then I think so Gladiator's got going on. That's a classic. Yeah, it's not one of my favourites, but it is. It's just one of them. It's just an epic, all-time classic. Craig says the Green Mile has to be in there. Mister Jingles, let's see. I like right. the, I like the Green Mile. I like the Green Mile, but I'm not having Green Mile and Forrest Gump in there, so you're going to have to pick one. Oh, Forrest Gump's got to go in there. That's one of the greatest films ever. Right. Forrest Gump. Forrest. Run, Forrest. Jenny. So, guaranteed, nailed on. Matrix, Inception, Shawshank Redemption, Braveheart, Gladiator, Forrest Gump. Uh... So, usual suspects. 100 percent that's, that's got to go, go in there. there. Yeah, I think that's the. Uh, it's a bit I believe. I like yeah, films I think, that are a bit different. Yeah, I like I like them, which make you think and guess and have a twist. And the first time you watch oh, them, you no, I've just don't. Gone. Go Avatar. Surely that's got to go in. Yes. Shouting half that is. Can't believe we nearly left that out. Wow, what a film that is. That's a game changer, isn't it? Yeah, films like that are game changers. Life is like a box of chocolates. So, we've got to keep this to ten, mate. Um, we're up to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nailed on two more, and we haven't got Goodfellas, Silence of the Lambs, Bone Collector, uh, and the Green Miles not in there at the moment. So, got to be a few more. Any more suggestions from then we Yeah, any more in the live chat now before we make our final final shout for the top ten greatest movies of all time. Top Gun. Oof. Oof, oof, that's massive. Untouchables, The Longest Hour. I don't think I've seen The Longest Hour. I've not seen The Longest Hour either. Zulu. Mm. No, I haven't that. Nah, Zulu's getting put right world. in the bin. Spice World. Spice World. Someone said Zulu again now as well. I'm not having Zulu, I gotta say. It's just they're saying that for this little tune at the end, aren't they? Yeah, Saving Private Ryan from Craig. Ooh, Gavin says Armageddon. Nah, it's too cheesy. I would say Saving Private Ryan's got a chance. Okay. I'll put that on the maybe list. Put in there. I'm not putting it in the in the guaranteed have spot you ever seen, yet. Have you ever seen a film called Cool Hand Look? I have not, no. 
Yeah, it's an obvious good. Rob Boyle's not happy. He's very disappointed to see Zulu's not in there. A bridge too far. Have you seen that film? I think I have seen it. Yeah. What's yeah, it very about? Very good film. It's bit, that's just one bridge too far. <laughs> no, it's just about the allies trying to get across <laughs> across uh, Holland and uh, yeah. Germany, but they just they had a plan to just capture all the bridges, and I think one of the bridges at the end they just couldn't get there. What a shout Somebody, that is by some... Rob. Moana. 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 Come on. <laughs> what ages, Rob? Moana. What ages, Rob? Six. <laughs> Gavin Rob, says, uh, "Rise of a foot soldier." Godfather. My That's my wife rise says, of a foot "Shout." See, shout. I haven't watched that. I was about to say that's like add an ID. Go put ID into it as well. Yeah, well, I think ID is good, like compared to Rise yeah. of the Foot Soldier. American History X. <sighs> What a film that film, is. Mate. That is a hell of a film. We got an hour down to ten, mate. Right. Last chance <clears> for anyone to add to the list. And then we'll whittle down the last two spots before we put them in order to finish. Um what did you what was the last one you said? American History X. That's so, got, that's a chance. That's a chance. That's a chance. Uh, dance train spotting. Don't have the last of the Mohicans. That has to go in there. What a film. Tell me you Train that. spotting. Dancer. Yeah, we dancer. Have you seen uh, the last of the Mohicans? I have. Yeah, it's one of the first fifteens I ever saw. What that and uh, the first that, fifteen that I ever has, saw was Dirty Dancing. A, I'm sorry, that has to be it. Rob Boyle says Jumanji. So so far, he's he suggested Jumanji, Jumanji Moana, Jumanji. and Zulu. Wow! Can we just eject him straight away? Can he get ejected? <laughs> and bars for life. Uh, Craig <laughs> says we need a Robin Robin Williams film in there, um, so you could have Mrs. Oh, Doubtfire Mrs. maybe. Fair, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, Twin Town. Oh, I see. That's one of my favourite films. That is Welsh Boys. Reese fans. Um, Terminator. Pretty shitty city. Right. I'm absolutely busting for the loo. So. Terminator 2 could go in there, couldn't it? Right, so, so far, <laughs> Rob Boyle says, get Andy Campbell back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, guaranteed spots in the top ten best movies of all time. The Matrix, Inception, Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption, Braveheart, Gladiator, yeah. Forrest Gump, The Usual Suspects, and Avatar. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So from this list, you have to. We need to pick two films. Oh, we haven't even got Rocky in there. Put one Rocky. You're only put one in. What do you think? The Ivan Drago one. Is that? Yeah. Must be the Drago one. Isn't it? Number four. Is that three, four? Uh, Gavin says, "Do you like Green Green Street?" No. No, it's just the straightforward answer for you there, Gav. No. Yeah. So you got to, we've got to pick two films from this list: Saving Private Ryan, The Gentleman, Goodfellas, Silence of the Lambs, The Bone Collector, Godfather, American History X, Train Spotting, and The Last Mohican. The Last Mohican has got surely. What a film! In my what opinion, a performance by Daniel Day-Lewis. If I if I was picking personally, I would probably go with The Bone Collector and Train Spotting. Would you? Yeah, so you'd be, you'd be wrong. Well, yeah. well, that's it. Isn't it? We're gonna to have to pick one each from that list. Unfortunately, so which did you you'd say? Be wrong. You'd be wrong. Yeah. 
You'd be wrong. <laughs> it's good. Uh, right, so it's good. It's good. But it's not pick, right. You pick one. You pick your favourite. I'll pick my favourite. Go on, pick one. Go. Oh, that's the last of the Hicks. That's and you can pick one of, last one of your two, and you would go with. And I will go with. Um, I'm going to go with the Bone Collector because I believe that is phenomenal. See, good, but it's not right. See, I I feel bad leaving off like Silence of the Lambs and Goodfellas and. I would. Do I know, would. Do, I would feel bad for putting Bone Collector in before them as well. I'm I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to put Silence of the Lambs in there. Um, I feel that that's a stronger effort. So the final top ten. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ah, okay. Somebody else brought someone into the equation. To be fair, no, my, wife just, my wife just came up with a real good idea. She said, What's that? Put our two lists in the comments and then people can decide with likes which is the better <clears throat> list. So we'll do that in just a second. Um, okay. So we've got oh. very, very quickly, we've got a number of these films. That'll be a quick, that'll be a quick contest. Yeah, I, obviously I'll win because I'll block your tweet. So, okay. so no one else like so no one can like it. Um, Silence of the Lambs, Mohique, Last of the Mohicans, Avatar, Usual Suspects, Forrest Gump, Gladiator, Braveheart, Shawshank Redemption, Inception, and The Matrix. So automatically, I think Matrix, uh, The Usual Suspects, and Avatar go in the top five. Would you agree with that? Sorry, was that Matrix? Matrix, Usual Suspects, and I'm Avatar. I'm sure about Usual Suspects. You think in that top five? Yeah, I think I do. All right, oh, we'll I leave that know. one. Matrix and, in, uh, Matrix and Avatar, then. Okay. Straight away, top Shawshank five. Shawshank has to go top five. Shawshank yeah. has, has to go up there. So that's three. So, I don't think we're ever going to get these in, in any sort of order. But we'll, we'll do our best. Shawshank. So we've got Avatar, Shawshank, Matrix in the top five. Uh, and then you've got Inception, Braveheart, Gladiator, Forrest Brave Gump. Braveheart, how's he getting there? Braveheart Post in it. top five. Surely. I agree with that. Um, and so then, emotional. And then, and then what would you do? What would your final well, final one in the top five be, though? Inception, Forrest Gump, Gladiators, uh, Usual Suspects, Last of the Mohicans, or Silence of the Lambs. Oof. I'm leaning, but you didn't fancy Gladiator, but I was leaning towards that. But. I, if we're talking top five, I, I think it's got to be Inception or Gladiators. Yeah, I think we've missed. So. I think we've missed some films. Oh, we've got miss hundreds of films. But we had to, we did it on the, the whole point of the show is to do it on the fly. So oh, next okay. next time we'll do like best comedy ones or something. Right. So instead yeah. of putting them in order, I'm just going to say top five. So but, coming in at number ten. Of the best films of all time, thought of in like ten minutes, is uh, Silence of the Lambs. Number nine is The Last of the Mohicans. Number eight, The Usual Suspects. Number seven, Jaws. 
Gladiator. Jaws. Number six. Are oh, you fucking me up now? Forrest Gump. Number five. <laughs> Number five is Braveheart. Number four, Shawshank Redemption. And number three inception number two avatar and the greatest film of all time is the matrix one as voted for by you kevin said, mcnaughton i never i said shawshank was number one i know i just changed it because it's my channel <laughs> i can't believe we've never put jaws in it uh, we didn't put rocky in there either mate people are going to be fuming well, you, you were pushing for bone collector, mate. I think that was a disgrace. You, yeah, well, I felt I felt your rage, mate. To be honest, <laughs> I um, I I thought Trainspotting should have been in the top ten as well. Uh, but there we go. I'll post yep. what we picked as the top ten films uh, in the chat. Give myself so an else. People can have yep, a look. Got to think about. Top ten, top ten films in ten minutes. Well, that's it. I think we missed a load. <laughs> so, of, no, we forgot. Load James of Bond. Oh, the Jesus James Christ. God, the James Bond. Top 10 films in Mission 10 minutes. Mission Impossible. I'm saying that Mission Impossible is all probably going to be up there. I'm trying to Kids, I've started thinking about films you used to go see as a kid. Jurassic Park, yeah. for God's sake. That's up there, surely. Should've That's been, a game changer. Jurassic, oh, we've, 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 we'll have to next. We'll, what we'll do is each episode we'll do a we've different made, list. We made the right answer that. We've, we? Yeah, we've um, we've really, really, really cocked it up. But, uh, but that's I, the I point. Would, I, it's done on the fly in what, live in ten seconds. Top what ten. Was, what was films. the lad's name? What was the lad's name who suggested Zulu Moana? Rob Boyle. Rob, you've done us a favour because yours was that bad that made ours look no bad. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Indeed. But that's the point, though, innit? Is uh, we do it do it live and on the fly. So we did top ten films in ten minutes. I've just uh, added added that to the chats on the various platforms. And um, Craig has just said next time do top ten actors. That's a good one. There we go. But uh, yeah, Ange indeed. Angelina Jolie would be in there. Yeah, Rob. Rob just called you a cheeky bugger. Rob Moana top Kevin, 10 ever film <laughs> I want you to just go and just sit down and reflect on that Becky oh, Lewis Schindler's List she called us oh unco uncultured God. fools as well I forgot about that uncultured just, fools just don't really want to just yeah maybe we should you know, bin, this, bin, this, bin this list off and start again no I can't I gotta go to toilet and I can said Rob's, I was gonna keep can it Rob, can Rob send his 10 and Yes, there Rob, send us your top 10 films your ten. ever list. And do not and use we'll any of the list. Yeah. Jarhead, another suggestion. Craig nah, nah. said that. Craig, you're a jarhead. That's never gone in there. <laughs> what about Source Code? What about that? That's a good science fiction film. I like a good time travel film, but there's never been a really good yeah, one. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that as well. That sort of genre. Oh, you you kidding me on? There is. Back to the future, for goodness oh, sake. Jesus Why Christ. Why have thought of that as well? What are we doing? Great Scott. We did not think this through. Oh, I'm devastated that we've left How's that the future off. Oh, wow. Why? Oh, I feel sick now that we've just left off Back to the Future from top ten films ever. God, 
there's some there's a few in there. I'm telling you there's a few we've missed. Police we've... Academies, Citizen oh, no. Kane. Oh they're I've all coming that. back now. Vertigo. Oh, what's that other one? Fargo. Fargo. Oh. I've seen the series, I've not seen the film. I haven't seen the series, is it good? The series good, very good. In fact, it's very, very no, good. No no James Bonds in there, no Rockies in there. We've really gone to nah. pieces. Two thousand and one a space odyssey. Nah, rubbish. Rubbish. Nothing's as good as The Matrix. Nothing. There's never been another film better than that. You love The Matrix, didn't you? It's one of my favourite films, mate, of all time. You just love Keanu Reeves. Big fan of it. Point Break. Point Break. Point Break. John Wick. John Wick, what a film. Basic Instinct. Uh, Classic. Singing in the Rain. Yeah. That's really... It should never have any be anywhere near the list. But this this is why we said there you go. James Costley's given us his list. He says, uh, remember the Titans, the pianist, Coach Carter, I am legend, Jumanji, oi, all great films as well. Uh, but he says only I am legend deserves top ten. Fair enough. Yes. Star yes, we Wars. We haven't said one Star Wars film. Oh my god. What were you doing? I, I didn't even put a Marvel film in there as well. Jesus Christ, what's a Marvel film? What, what Mar- what's your favourite ever Marvel film? Infinity War. Or yeah. Captain America the Winter Soldier is quite good as well. Yeah, it's not bad. I like them both. I like all I've watched every second of every Marvel film and T V series. Which, so. but would you get involved in the old Batman? Batman? I like I thought the um, I thought where they tried to copy Marvel with the doing the big universe with it all. I thought they were shite. Um, I thought this, I I really enjoyed Suicide Squad. Um, I really liked the Joker film was amazing. I've um, seen Joker film. I think it's it's really I put I'd probably put that in my top fifteen top twenty of all time. I think it's wicked. Um, I just never had a chance to see it. Ghost, uh, you are Rob Boyle, top oh, five. Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Jurassic Park, Park Flubber, yep. Toy Story, no. Moana, and Zulu. Rob's wrong. Was that Rob? Was that Rob? Yeah. Oh, Rob, so, who's been baiting you all show. To be fair, this one. Is it top? Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Jurassic Park, Flubber, Toy Story, Moana, and Toy Zulu. Toy Story, yeah. I'd give you Toy Story, and I'd give you Jurassic Park, give you the Correct. original Ghostbusters. You should... But I don't think they'd be. They wouldn't the, be in my top four, ten. Number four, Flubber. Not having that. Rob, you tr- you try to redeem yourself and you you put in Flubber. Okay. Yeah, you, you came close. But um, I I gotta say, Ghostbusters, Jurassic Park, and Toy Story would be up for consideration for the top ten, but they wouldn't make the top ten. Toy Toy Story would be close. Yeah, I, I, I think they'd be very close. Because yeah, just on uh, pure. I wrongly See, read I'm a, out. I'm a fan of the game-changing ones. And that, I think yes. that was a game-changer. Spot on. Um, and just to finish this off, I wrongly read out James's top ten. He was making suggestions. He says his actual top ten is Shawshank Redemption, Forrest Gump, I Am Legend, Sh- uh, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, Green Mile, Fallen, Inglorious Bastards. Fallen. Can't, and and he said he can't think of the last two yet. Well, that's a top Fallen's eight, a good James. Film. Yeah, I think that's good. Fallen's a Kevin. good film. I wouldn't put it in my top ten, but it's a very good film. It's one uh, left field. That's a that's a good be. Kevin Warrilow wants to know. Uh, he says, you, "You usual suspects, Kev. Why haven't you mentioned the usual suspects?" We did. 
but we just I said know. it's not going to end up because it's not good enough. <laughs> and Braveheart, he that. says. I think Kev's just come but in. Fun. Kev, I think he's. Just, I think met. he's just come in. Kev, a bit late, but I think he's come in a bit late. Party, We've already the put them on the list. Every single one of them are in there, Right, I can't sit still now. So, um, look, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. It's nice and laid back. Kev, been have a glass of wine, just have a chat about films, music. What else we talked about? Football. Your time with Cardiff. Oh, you no know red wine tonight. Why are you drinking? It's uh, vodka. Gin. Vodka with, neat. No, it's gin, gin tonic with some. I put some mandarins in that night. Just to spice, spice it up. A spice. Exactly the words I was going to use. Spice Mate. up. Variation. That's what you need, just to keep the uh, keep, keep the, the juices flowing. Keep the juices flowing. Yeah, spot on, mate. Thank you to everyone who's tuned in. Um, audio version will be out tomorrow, as usual, um, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks. We don't do this one weekly, otherwise, Kev will be in rehab within. You know, yeah, just got to save this, like, guys. It's not enough gin in this house for this sort of one and a half show hours. like this. One and a half hours. Yeah, one half hour. But um, we'll be back in probably a couple of weeks, mate. Do you reckon? Yes, we will be. For episode two of Super Kev Uncensored. Uh, not uncensored, unscripted. Mm. Get it right, Simon. Um, cheers to everyone who's joined in. And um, I've enjoyed it. Obviously, the next time, Cardiff won't be playing at the same time. What's the so, score, by the way? It's still 2-0. I think it is, yeah. Is it still 2-0, people? Someone will tell me now. Kevin says, nice to see you, Super Kev. Cheers, Kev. Rob, Rob says he loved it. Catch you soon. Gavin says, thanks. Craig says, enjoyed the show. A lot better than City without fans. Yeah, 2-0. And to finish us off, Kev, James says, do the Ayatollah. It's been a while. Well in, son. Cheers, guys. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We are inches away from that thousand mark. Take us over the line. Let's get us there. We'll be back. Uh, Danny Batten MMA show tomorrow, uh, which has already been recorded. Friday, the Andy Campbell Championship show. Sunday, Mental Health in Sport, episode five. Until then, I bid you adieu. Cheers, Kev. Cheers, my God. You can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.